Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy a good conversation about love, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over, and probably also listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. my masturbation month episode for 2020. I definitely had to go back to last year's episode to review what I talked about because I don't want to cover the same topics exactly. You can always go back and listen to that. That was episode two, in fact. Hard to believe I've been doing this for over a year now, but man, do I love it. I really have enjoyed the conversations that I've had with my guests. Um, the conversations I've had with people who have reached out to me after they've listened to my show, both clients as well as just friends, uh, colleagues, people in the community, random people on the internet. I love it. I started this podcast because I wanted to be a voice for just accurate sexual health information, different people in our community. It has been a very heavily Kansas City focused podcast and I am looking for guests outside of the area. But man, we've got a really strong community here, a lot of great advocates in the LGBT community, a lot of people who are doing incredible things with kink and BDSM, uh, who are doing things for pelvic floor therapy, all the things. So anyway, back to the topic at hand, which is masturbation. May is National Masturbation Month, and some people have asked me, well, how did that get started? There's certainly a month for everything these days, but... You know, this one's got to come from somewhere. Thank goodness for Wikipedia and uh, other websites out there, but I found out that it was started in 1995 by a store in San Francisco called Good Vibrations. It's a a pleasure shop, and they started it in response to Dr. Joycelyn Elders being fired the previous year. Uh, Dr. Elders had been at an AIDS rally in 1994, and she was asked by an audience member... What was something that she thought about, like, masturbation and self-pleasure? And Dr. Elder said that she thought that self-pleasure was actually something that should be taught. And she was subsequently fired over the uproar. So, National Masturbation Month was started in 1995 as a response to her being fired. She was the first female African-American surgeon general, and uh, she was fired for speaking the truth because people couldn't handle it back then. Quite honestly, a lot of people still can't handle the truth about masturbation and self-pleasure and still probably don't think that we should be talking about it as part of sex education. Let me throw out some stats for you because I just love research. I found this sex toy company called Tanga that at feelmore.global, so you can find this information yourself too, they do a self-pleasure report. So I found their 2019 self-pleasure report and oh my gosh, it was chock full of all sorts of really great information. Um, I want to focus on the U.S. first of all, because, I mean, that's where most of my listeners are. Sorry for everybody out there. If you want to look at your um, part of the world, I know I've got some listeners in, uh, let's see, Canada and the U.K. Um, I have, my stats show I have listeners from like 17 or 18 countries, so I'm, I'm appreciative. Or maybe it's just people traveling, although right now, hopefully it's not people traveling. Anyway, point being, 
This study um, for the U.S. stats said that 84% of people who responded have masturbated. They interviewed 1,000 people for that question. 84% of people masturbate. Of course, the joke is that the other percent of them lie. Huh. But that might not be true. I mean, one, there's uh, people who are asexual who do not have any form of a sexual drive. So they they may masturbate occasionally for medical purposes, but um, especially males for clearing the tubes. Eh. Anyway, whole other side of that. But the rest of them, hmm, I don't know that they're lying necessarily. Maybe they were too shy to respond. But, I mean, hey, they're the ones self-responding to this. So, uh Anyway, they asked about like why people masturbate too. And they found that the top reason was to satisfy sexual urges, then to achieve pleasure, and then to relax and de-stress. I'm always pushing masturbation as a way to relax and de-stress. Absolutely. Um, breaking it down by gender, uh, 91% of men and 78% of women reported masturbating. Men started at 13 years old and women started at um, 15, almost 16 years old. Now, the differences between LGBT and non-self-affirmed uh, LGBT folks, 94% uh, LGBT folks, 81% for non. Hmm, interesting. Something I found interesting in here was, how did you discover masturbation? And the vast majority of people in the United States report that they figured it out on their own. 57% of men and 52% of women had to figure it out on their own. That's really sad. Some of the other answers were things like they didn't remember or a friend told them about it. Learn from TV, sex ed, the internet, significant other. I mean, most of those are, let's see, like 16% or below. I mean, those are in the low, low, low numbers there. We shouldn't have to be figuring out how to do all this completely on our own. I'll get back to that in a moment something I loved seeing in here is that 74% of people responded that they see it as a form of self-care or therapy. There's tons of other stats in this uh, self-pleasure report from Tanga, but one of the last ones I want to touch on before I go off onto some other topics here for National Masturbation Month's episode is about sex toys. They ranked in several categories the differences between men who currently use a sex toy and those who don't okay so this is looks like they had ended up having 100 men who do use a sex toy right now versus 378 who do not okay i am not exaggerating in every category the ones who use a sex toy outscored those who don't let me read off what they rated frequency of orgasm overall quality of masturbation quality of orgasm overall frequency of masturbation, my own sexual performance, quality of sexual intercourse, my partner or partner's sexual performance, my emotional connection with my partner, my partner's attention to my sexual needs, frequency of sexual intercourse. Every single category was statistically significantly higher for men who use a sex toy. So when we talk about sex toys, we are often talking about very um, vulva and vagina centric things. So I want to make sure that today's talk about masturbation and toys includes everybody. All right, enough with the numbers. Let's talk about a couple of other topics. Um, you know, I've definitely talked about some myths and things like that with clients and friends. And I just want to throw out a few things that I kind of documented uh, through the last year here. Okay, here's some. Uh, to be, they had to, it had to be done at night. 
not any other time, just right before bed. Um, you gotta make it quick, get it over fast. Um, no toys, toys are for bad girls. Mutual masturbation was an absolute no-no. Uh, masturbation is only about clitoral stimulation. Don't You're not supposed to put your hands or fingers or anything else inside of you. Had another person who thought that masturbation was only about putting something inside of yourself. Men aren't supposed to do prostate stimulation. Okay, so, soapbox moment. What are we teaching our kids about self-pleasure and masturbation? I mean, this... I don't know a sex education program out there that's talking about things like that. So really it is falling upon parents, you, my listeners, you all who have kids, talking to you all. What resources are you turning to in order to help your kids learn about what what life is going to be like once they start discovering their bodies? I had a friend of mine who's a therapist text me that her young daughter was asking about her body. So they got a mirror out and were looking at what's going on down there. And she said that her husband was absolutely horrified. (sighs) I get it. It's not his fault. It's not her husband's fault. I want to have some compassion for him that the messaging that he has received in his life is that it is taboo for his child to understand her body. Understanding your body for a small child is different than understanding your sexuality. There's different phases, obviously, for kids to understand what masturbation means. Anyone who's had a little boy probably knows that kids discover their penises very early. So talking about masturbation in the framework of, you know, this is our body, and yes, of course, it feels good, but there's an appropriate time to do it is kind of the best you can do for a small child. Now, once they're starting to hit puberty, they're having feelings for um, other people, you know, the crushes they're setting in, the the body odors, everything's changing. That's when we really got to start talking about masturbation and self-pleasure, in my opinion. I talk about it often with uh, clients as well as on other podcasts. One of the best resources out there is called scarletine.com. You as the parent can go on there and find age-appropriate information to discuss with your kid. You can go on there with your kid. You can send your kid to it if they want to explore and kind of come to you after they've discovered what questions they want to ask. Sometimes teens don't really know what they need to know. You know, they're just kind of, they're starting to hear things. They've probably been hearing things for a while. And again, if the, um average age that a kid starts masturbating for a boy is like uh, 13 and for a girl it's uh, almost 16 again that's the average so (laughs) scroll that back a few years Um, that age also um, corresponds with currently when kids first view pornography so don't let pornography be what they use to figure out how to pleasure themselves Um, A friend of mine actually said that he wishes that someone had actually educated him about masturbating safely. He said he didn't feel like it it was until his mid-20s that he ever really tried proper lube. I think a lot of kids try the the shampoo in the shower, the body wash, or the the lotion. Jergens was always a big joke when I was a teenager. That or boys would (laughs) joke about stealing their sister's bath and body works, which was super expensive and they get really pissed about it anyway so he wished that someone had taught him how to actually 
and do it properly for the sake of safety um, brings me to another point. Doesn't matter if you are a male or a female, lube is your best friend during masturbation. You should be using it during intercourse as well, but for masturbation, just gives it a little extra something. I promise you that. Keep it there by your bedside. Um, the pump actions are always my favorite. I love Uber Lube for that reason alone. Plus, it's a really nice um, silicone lube that doesn't like reabsorb, so you don't really have to keep reapplying it. But there's lots of great lubes out there. Uh, what is that one? Oh, so I've tried Swiss Army. That one was okay. Um, Joe Lubes has good lube. Coconut oil can just be a backup. Um, Pure Romance has lots of good ones. I love their CBD lube. And they're um, just like me. But yeah, you should be uh, using that whether you use your hands or you use a toy. Lube right up for masturbation too. So my challenge to you all for masturbation month is to try something new. Get a new toy. Try a new position. Do it in a different room. Something different. Just shake up your routine once. If you do it once, you're more likely to, to do it again in the future. I know I definitely fall into my patterns and routines. In fact, a friend of mine sent me a toy to try and was like, I know you are basically married to your wand, but will you try this one? And I did. I liked it. I enjoy it. I still enjoy it. My wand, my magic wand, Buzz Lightyear, is definitely by far my, my bestie. But uh, I do uh, venture off into uh, other avenues sometimes as well. And I live alone, so I can pretty much do it wherever I want. Just got to be conscientious of putting the blinds down is all. But men, this one is for you too. I want to challenge you all to try something new. Maybe that includes buying a sex toy for yourself. I bet that many of you have never even purchased one. Maybe you've looked at some, but I bet many of you have never purchased one. There's so much out there. I know that, yes, the vast majority are for vulvas and vaginas, but hey, there's lots of them out there that are for both. You can get one that's obviously for prostate play, butt plugs or... Um, anal beads are a great way to start. Sorry for the small ones. I do recommend if it's a silicone toy, make sure you're not using silicone lube. Uh, but silicone lube is really the best for anal play. There's a toy out there for men called the Hot Octopus Pulse 3. It actually just like slides over your shaft. So think of it, okay, like a flashlight goes like you put your cock inside of that. That's That's not exactly what I'm talking about. Think of this more like the shape of a cannoli, okay? Like a cannoli shell, you know, where the ends are open and you're just sliding this device over your dick and you hit the button and apparently it makes you come in less than a minute or so. Of course, you can, you know, play with it and extend that sensation time out, but apparently if you just let it do its job, it's kind of like the male equivalent of the womanizer. The womanizer makes you come again very quickly. Um, so if you're looking for something to just get the deed done, that's uh, the womanizer, the hot octopus pulse three there for men. Speaking of the fleshlight, I do have a partner who's got one of those and was completely unabashed about having it. I love that. He's totally cool with, yeah, this is my fleshlight. This is just, yeah, part of what I do. Um, you know, I've gotten to look at it, feel it, all the stuff. And I mean, it's just, I get it. It's just something that goes over your cock and stroke away and you just make sure you're cleaning it properly. I think he tends to use it in the shower. So, um, Yeah. They've got them where they're um, mouths, vaginas, or anuses. So no matter what you enjoy, 
uh, there's something for everybody when it comes to the flashlight. I definitely wish that I had been myself taught more about self-pleasure when I was, you know, growing up, whether that was uh, in school or from, you know, my parents, you know, we didn't have the internet. They didn't have a great website that they could send me to like scarleteen.com. Uh, I didn't start masturbating until I was in college. I'd already had sex by the time I started that. Um, yeah, I, I definitely was one of those women who didn't have my first orgasm until after I'd had intercourse. Most guys have had their first orgasm before they have intercourse, whereas a lot of women haven't. I watched a um, little documentary about the porn industry in the U.S. that was on Channel 4 in the U.K. And something at the end of the episode really struck me was it was talking about how you know, in America, like all these girls that they're interviewing, the three of them, none of them, they'd all come from different areas of the country. None of them had been talked to about sex education, masturbation, pleasure, any of those things properly. They said they had to kind of go to the internet. They went to porn, things like that to figure these things out. And the host of the documentary commented how it was interesting how in America, sex is never talked about, but it's never more than a click away. So parents, Please consider this, that the less that you talk to your kids about these things, the more they're going to go somewhere else for it. If you don't feel comfortable talking about these things with them, I get it. You've got to figure out a way to increase your comfort level or find resources that can help you have these really important conversations. Our lack of talking about these things is really what's driving kids to more extreme behavior it's just like we think about the more you deprive yourself of something, the more you think about it, right? This happens with dieting. This happens when people are trying to overcome addictions. Anytime we're trying to suppress something or shy away from something, we're told it's bad, it's dirty, it's wrong, whatever. Anytime we're trying to put those things into that sort of uh, category, we as humans just end up thinking about those things more or wanting them more or wanting to explore them more. Taking away taboo from things, well, drinking, just like kids, kids in Europe. When I traveled to Europe, what the kids were telling me there is that, oh, you know, we start drinking at 16, we start driving at 18, because, you know, by the time we turn 18, we've already gotten it out of our systems. We're kind of bored with drinking now. You know, we might just have wine or a beer. Uh, you know, people here in the United States, they're 21. By the time they're 23, a lot of them have overcome their partying phase. They got it out of their systems. We've removed the taboo. Once it's legal, it's not taboo anymore, right? Same thing with a lot of this stuff. When we remove the taboo, the interest goes down or we find out facts or we're willing to have honest conversations about these things. Again, one of the things that they uh, talked about in that study that I referenced earlier is that 74% of people see masturbation as self-care or therapy. I will give away my, my big thing that I give to all of my clients to you all today that I talk about is uh, the three things you should do every single day. They are exercise, meditate, and masturbate. You should do at least one of them, but if you can do all three in a day, even better. All three of those things increase those good neurotransmitters. We want those flowing through your system. They decrease things like cortisol. Those stress hormones flushes those right out. All three of them help increase your immune system. 
very important these days. Keep your immune system up and keep your stress levels down. Often these three things involve being alone as well. Something that I talked about on a recent Better Kansas City appearance was about how we still need some alone times right now. Some of us are missing that commute to work, um, or the time once the kids got uh, out of the house and away to school and we got to have our coffee in silence, or we got to close the office door and get our mornings started the way that we wanted to, um, or we got that gym time, things like that. I know gyms are starting to kind of open back up again. That doesn't mean everyone's going back, but yeah, exercising, meditating, and masturbating right now can provide you some good alone time. Um, alone time helps increase your creativity helps decrease your stress, and also increases your empathy level. We all could use a strong dose of empathy right now for the people around us as well as the world. It's interesting time, so let's just all have some some empathy. Let's give people some grace, and that includes ourselves. Be empathetic towards yourself. Give yourself some grace, but just uh, be kind to yourself and others right now. And if masturbating helps you to do that, you know, you're just pissed off. You're like, fuck that guy. I'm going to go in the other room and jerk off. Do that. Do it. (laughs) I know I've definitely had some times over the last few weeks where I've been really frustrated or just severely bored, kind of apathetic, whatever. Um, You can use masturbation to just get those good neurotransmitters going. Sometimes when I haven't felt like getting off the couch uh, to go exercise, just knock one out real quick. I'm like, okay, got some energy going again. Then go exercise. Whatever. Exercise, meditate, masturbate. There you go. Enjoy those three. Thank you all so much for joining me for my second episode about National Masturbation Month. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Thanks again to my friends and listeners who gave me some feedback, some input so that I could include that in the podcast episode. Love you all. Take care. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes for stuff we discussed in the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my not safe for work email list called the Dirty Bird if you want more content about sex and relationships. You can support said content, like my work with this podcast and other forms of media, by visiting listener support with Anchor FM or visit patreon.com to become one of my patrons. Again, check the show notes. I have links for you there. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.